Hello, and thank you so much for checking this out today. Uh, this is a conversation that I, my name is Drew, and my wife, her name is Megan, she'll be here in just a second, have pretty much every week. Uh, we pastor a church in uh, Powhatan, Virginia, near Richmond, Virginia, and every week I share kind of a message with that community, but before I do that, and during COVID season, before I shoot the video of me doing that, we sit down and kind of read through the notes together and talk through it. And this recording is just us recording that conversation. So you can get in on it a little bit. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe. We're going to do this for the whole message series that we are in right now. And um, if you like it, please let us know and, uh, and we'll keep doing it. But uh, yeah, have a great one. Check your mic. Check one, two. Check three, four. Are you going to hit your checks like that ch every time? Yeah. <laughs> CH says ch. You know, that's why people use check. Check, check. So why? They, well, so they can test what those frequencies are doing. Whenever you make those really hard sounds like that. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Um, so, so Mac might, you might hear Mac a little bit today. He, I might? No, the listener might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he did not take his full nap, so he is awake it's during true. this. He's time also now. super sad about it. Yeah. How sad are you, bud? <laughs> Just staring at the microphone. Yeah, he might scream into it because he wants to hold it now, though. No? Nothing to say? All right, bud, you keep it down. We're going to talk to these people for a little while. Uh, before we jump in, though, I wanted to, uh, you had shared with me a bit of a, uh, I don't know, some, some information you had gotten from a recent, I don't know if I'd call it a Bible study or a Bible lesson or what, but you were just hmm. talking the good book with our kids, talking about God with our kids. Okay. And... During a Bible conversation, Nora turned to you and tell me if I'm getting this right. Is it Nora or Addie? Nora turned and said, "But what does he do?" Oh yeah, this is Nora. And then, <laughs> and you were like, "What do you mean? What does he do? Jesus?" And she yeah. said, "No, not him." And you said, "God?" And she said, "No, not him. George Washington." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was Nora. She wanted to know what George Washington does in the Bible. So what what Bible story were you teaching? I don't remember, actually, but <laughs> I don't... Where you got into George I Washington? Didn't, I didn't have a good answer for her, that's for sure. I don't know what he does either. I don't know. Chops down cherry trees. Yeah. She, we must have just done a lesson or something about George Washington, because she had lots of question about, questions about him. She doesn't understand the transition from one subject to the next very well. Right. Yeah. I can remember watching... This was somewhat recently. I think she's figured it out now, but... Uh, I was watching something with her on Hulu, and we do not pay for commercial-free right. entertainment. And it occurred yeah. to me, I realized <laughs> that whenever a commercial came on, that she was confused by the, the show. The, yeah, the disruption yeah. of the narrative arc of the show. Yeah. She's, She's like, like wait, wait what are they doing now? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they going to get ice cream now and talking about a medicine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a... Uh, 
It's confusing for her. So I guess I could see how she got there. Uh, what was the one about Addie? Yeah. I don't you remember were now. Um, there were a couple. Um, they were all pretty entertaining to me. Uh, Fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. Oh, Fruits yeah. Fruits of the Spirit. And she said, why do they use, why do we use fruits? Why can't we use vegetables or something along those or lines? Or protein. Or she protein. She said yeah, that. Protein. She said, why, why can't it be a protein? Why can't it be a protein? <laughs> <laughs> the meats of the spirit. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Risen Church. And then my we favorite the one that she said, we were talking about, um, I think we were talking about love. It was during the Fruits of the Spirit um, study. And we were talking about how, where does God live? And they were asking questions, all those kinds of questions. Is God up in the sky? All that kind of stuff. And so I was trying to explain that he's all around. And Nora, of course, was like, where? I can't see him. <laughs> and I was like, well, not all around Our like that. Skeptic. Like maybe he lives in your heart, but not like really in your heart. And Addie, in all seriousness, was like, wait. So when my heart is beating and I can feel it, is that God trying to get out? <laughs> <laughs> it's Jesus pounding on it's my heart. I'm knocking, trying oh, to get good. out. Oh, that yeah. was the best one, I think. <laughs> to which, you know, as a preacher, I'm I'm inclined to say, well, yeah, maybe. I guess that's the thing. If you're Jesus keeping him is, shut up in there for yourself. <laughs> Jesus is in your heart and all he wants to do is get out. He wants to get out and... I don't, it's impact kind the of, way yeah, you live. It's true. Impact the way you treat other people. Hmm. Mm. Yep. So that's this week's present. This week's message. Hmm. Um, we've been talking about uh th- this message series that we called, which it doesn't matter that it's a message series, does it? Not really in this world anymore. We used to have like graphics. Yeah, and we gotta have and, structure. I mean, we do still. have a graphic, but uh, this is just more of like this is the conversation we're having. Right. We're talking about being busy, mm-hmm. bored, and bothered. Yep. Um, and last week we talked in particular about being busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and how kind to of be how, busy and not be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how kind of busyness it maybe gets a bad rap a little bit because it's not exactly a bad thing. Like you can be busy doing exactly what you were here to accomplish. Like being busy isn't necessarily bad. It's kind of there are other factors play into that and I think I get into that a little bit in the intro here but I thought um maybe we would just go through these notes again you haven't okay. seen them at all no, I didn't this week you don't know what earlier. direction we're going I'm not sure I have even read back over them since I wrote them the first time okay um you know there's a little bit of time between now and tomorrow evening when I actually will record this but um so yeah this is literally first pass for the listener if you don't know what this is we're basically just reading through the message that we're going to share with our church family, and much of our church family is actually maybe listening. We hope that you're listening. Let us know if you listen and you like this. Um, make sure you share it with some friends. Uh, but yeah, we're just inviting you into the conversation of us preparing a message to be shared uh, with our church family. So let's uh, get into All right. it. Yeah. And also, these are Drew's words, not my own. So, if there's anything in here that's like, uh, I that doesn't sound like Megan, that's because it's not me, it's Drew. Unless well, yeah, yeah, unless you're talking. Right. I think uh, you make it pretty clear whenever you're reading. Okay. Um, and also, but I, I didn't put any curse words in this week. Thanks. So, if there's a curse word, that was Megan. <laughs> I don't, don't believe that. I didn't put a curse word in I don't know here. if I should believe that yet. Oh, I see we're talking about Kanye, though, today. He's coming up. Okay. 
Stick Get around, ready. people. Get ready. All right, so here we go. Today I want to talk to you about being bored. Chances are you're bored from time to time in your life. Chances are you hate it. When we talked about busyness, we talked about how it's not necessarily a bad thing. It is just kind of a thing and how you react to it determines whether it is good or not. Boredom is not like this. Boredom is already a negative state. Hmm. Really? Don't you think so? I don't know. I mean, lack of activity, that's not a bad thing. See, because that, that's the thing. It's not busyness and boredom are not exactly on the same spectrum. They're, they're different things. So yeah. busy would mean very active. Right, right. And bored does not mean very inactive. But I could be inactive doing be something and still be bored. Exactly. Okay. Which would be a negative thing, right? Would be a, yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, okay. You could also not have much to do. What if you like being bored, though? No one likes being bored. No one does? That's, that's not a thing? <laughs> no, you can't okay. be. You can't like being bored. Boredom is a negative state. Who says okay. I love being bored? What you're referring to is inactivity. Yeah, Like that's some true. people might say, I like it whenever I have a day where I don't have anything to do. Yeah. But they wouldn't characterize that as being bored. It's true, because you would f- do something that you want to do, even if it's just staring into space. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. not... Okay, okay. That's true, then. I think boredom by... So I mean, you might already be right, a negative I just, state. I also, I also looked up Webster's Dictionary definition, which is the next things that you're going to read there. Okay. Um, it, and what you'll it, see, they're negative. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you can be busy and not bothered, but if you're bored, you're already bothered. To be bored literally means to... Sorry. <laughs> pull that mic back just a little Sorry, bit. I, that was a little I can, loud for I everyone. I can see you spiking. It's not It's not volume. It's buh, buh, buh. Oh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of bees. Yeah, you can keep it close to your mouth. You just watch the... Okay. We're not using uh, studio condenser microphone. Okay. Next week, you're getting the... Uh, next week, you're getting the pop filter in front of your face. As long as I can sit here and hold it, that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll work on my soft bee sound. Uh, All right, you can be busy and not bothered. What bored literally means to feel weary because one is unoccupied. Yeah. To feel weary. Boredom is not being unoccupied. Boredom is feeling weary because you're unoccupied. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, And another definition of the word gets even closer to the heart of what boredom really is. To lack interest in one's current activity. Which is exactly what you just said. You could be... You could be busy doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Or you could be bored. You could be bored. Doing a bunch of yeah. stuff if you lack interest in that activity. And that's what you're most interested in exploring today? That definition. That is the definition okay. I'm most interested in exploring. Was that you or me that you just said? You. That's what's on the paper. <laughs> you looked at me like you were saying. Oh. Um, okay. So are you someone who often lacks interest in your current activity? Hmm. You asking me, or is this just a rhetorical question? Yeah, for today's purposes, oh. I think that's very useful. Hey, Mac. Um, here, are, <laughs> here are a few other questions to help you determine if you are not someone who lacks interest in your current activity. Uh, if you are or not. Are or not. <laughs> okay, sorry, I missed that. Yeah. All right. And I'd love to hear you kind of reacting to that. Um, to these. Do I lack interest in my in our in my current activity? Oh, uh, sometimes, yeah. 
Yeah. I think... Well, this is how... These are the questions I have here to sort of gauge it a little bit. Do you feel the need to multitask all the time? Well, uh, all the time? Man, I'd almost have to say yes. But it's not because I'm bored. It's like, I feel like... Hmm... I have a hard time with being bored. Um, it's not like I have a hard time with... Yeah, I have a hard time being bored because I feel like I need to be productive all the time. So if I'm doing something that's not really productive, then I guess I am getting bored in that, whatever I'm doing. So I feel like I need to... And this is a bad... Maybe it's a good example. But like if we're talking... If we're just sitting and talking and like I'll give it so much time like for mm-hmm. me to just sit and talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I'm like, wow, this is really taking up a lot of time and I have lots of other things to do. Could I do them while we still talk? Yeah. Um, and sometimes that's not very nice of me. But other <laughs> times like I literally have to do other things and we just got to move on with life too. Um, but is that a good example of that? Yeah, somewhat. That's the, so do you Not feel that you the were asking for an example, but no, no, no. I was just, I think these are some gauging questions and that's a pretty good one. Uh, it's a pretty good example of it. Yeah. Like, do you feel the need to multitask? Because I mean, at the end of the day, are, is it because you're getting bored with what's going on? And I think that's often mm-hmm. the case for either one of us. Do you find yourself looking at your phone and think, uh, this is a, a separate question. Yeah, yeah. You ever find yourself looking at your phone and think, wait, how long have I, have I been looking at my phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or thinking, I don't even want to be on this thing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a sign of boredom. boredom. Do you struggle yeah. to focus on whatever it is that you should be focusing on at any given moment? Like, do you ever find that happening? Where I'm just kind of like, I should be right here right now doing this thing. I should be, Hmm. you know, thinking through this thing. I should be responding to this question I was just asked. I should be. And I'm somewhere else uh, in my head. And you Uh, think that's that's because of boredom? I think that's a sign of boredom. Hmm. Yeah. Do you struggle to focus? uh, Oh, that's the same one. Do you worry about other things when you should be doing current things? Are we thinking about like what's next before I'm even done doing what is now? Or you think I'm bored in life then? Because I, to me, I wouldn't characterize it. Are you answering yes to all of these? Uh, to a <laughs> lot of them, yes. But I feel like for me, it's more distraction than boredom. Is that the same thing? To lack interest in one's current activity is the <laughs> Webster's definition, text, dictionary definition of boredom. To lack interest in one's current activity. I feel activity. like this is going to be a, a podcast of... Just me dealing with my boredom. Then. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Well, I don't know. I I don't see it going that direction. It's certainly. I... I asked these questions. These questions came out of. I mean, I pulled some of them from a blog, but I really just pulled the ones that resonated the most with me. Like I feel like I need to multitask kind of all the time. I feel like I find myself looking at my phone pretty regularly right now and saying like i don't even want to be do why am i looking at this right now but I could don't our be answers to yes be because of different could our answers be because of different reasons i guess is what i'm asking i don't know i i think boredom is an overarching issue here hmm. i think 
a lack of sort of presence in this moment is what leads you to answer yes to any of these. Not, none of these things are, I, I don't know if I'd call them good or bad, but they're not, all of these pushed to their, their limit are, are unhealthy. Multitasking okay. all the time is is kind of unhealthy. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Constantly yeah. finding your, catching yourself looking at your phone and thinking like, I didn't even mean to do this. I did not mean to spend the last 30 minutes doing that. That's not a good thing. Um, not being able to focus on whatever it is you're doing right now, n- not a good thing long term. Mm-hmm. Worrying about other things while you're doing current things, not a good thing. Do you often wish that things would just hurry up? Like wishing seasons away, yeah. wishing moments away. Do you feel like you're... Do you ever feel like you're just not being challenged in life? Now that one um, kind of rings on a different chord, but that—that's I don't okay. know what were you what were you kind of getting at there? Well, I was just thinking about. I'm sorry, I'm totally taking over this whole conversation about myself, but it's totally good. Um, it's just me w- and you here. How the other day we were talking about, um, I was feeling bored the other day, and like I was also really emotional too, but. Oh, sorry about that hard B. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I realized that I was feeling bored because I didn't want to do all of the things that I used as distractions. Um, mm. Like, because I use cleaning, you know, cleaning up or getting a craft ready for the kids or um, <laughs> or a craft making ready bread for Megan or. Yeah, but let's be honest. No, I don't get to do crafts by myself anymore. So, um, yeah, making bread, making bread is a real new hobby of mine, which is really messy. Like we talked about in the last episode. Um, but I feel like I use those things as distractions for my boredom, I guess. And so on the other day when I, uh, was feeling particularly bored and emotional. I was like, why do I feel this way? I have so many things that I could do. But I realized that those were just the distractions of how I try to not feel bored, I guess. Does that make sense? It's probably a better way of saying that. But um, Yeah, that makes sense. So. Um, Yeah. So anyways, I just wanted to clear that up a little bit. can read on. Um, If you didn't answer yes to any of that, then I'm not sure you were listening very carefully. Is that Um, fair now? Do you feel a little better about the list? You know. If, if anybody's hearing that list and thinking like, whoa, that really kind of hits me. It was like, well, yeah, it really should. We yeah. all deal with this sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, we all have a propensity towards boredom and, a, and the botheredness that comes along with it. Boredom can lead to depression, irritation, anger, emptiness, harmful vices. Um, really just about anything undesir- undesirable in your life is a possible end result of being bored too long. I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think that's what uh, you were getting at. That's just what now, I was getting even at. About exactly. What, what happened Saturday? It's yeah. like boredom is never a good thing. Well, I didn't want everybody to know how and recent it was. And it's more the cause. Oh, I thought you said it was Saturday. No, I didn't give them the day. Dream. Pretty sure you did. I said the other day. That could mean any day that's not this one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Um. So. People are going to be listening to this podcast ten years into the future, Megan. Okay, that's true. Nobody's going to listen to it decades. today, right? Um, so Paul writes about this from a prison cell as he waits for what he assumes will be his execution. And just to be clear, he sounds a little full of himself here. Paul is like that sometimes. What you going to do? <laughs> so he's just a guy I put trying that in to. There for you. What you going to do? Well, kind of. the the Paul the the oh, saying like he sounds a little full of himself. Yeah, sometimes. I always feel like there's he a does. little bit of like 
yeah, when you read the Apostle Paul, sometimes it's kind of like easy, buddy, yeah, easy, yeah. easy on your own, getting a little high on your own supply, don't you think? Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. He's just a guy trying to figure out who he is and who God is and trying to help other people do the same. And sometimes he takes the Kanye West approach of saying, you guys are so lucky to get to know me. <laughs> but that's another conversation for another day. Today, let's just try to learn what we can without throwing up in our mouths as we listen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to offer you the one tool you need to win if you're battling boredom. All right. We got a whole lot of noise coming yeah. from the kids at the Sorry. moment. See if that helps. Yeah. Philippians 4.11. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. Oh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, yeah, this is Paul talking. Um, I know how to live. Yeah, this is not me. I said that at the beginning, right? Yep. Um, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. <laughs> I have learned the secret of living in every situation. <gasps> the secret. That's wow. new age, isn't it? Maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the That secret. book called The Secret? Um, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. I don't remember this those verses at all. They come after the rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. The hmm. Philippians 4 is super famous, but this is what happens, what he says sort of yeah, right after yeah. all that stuff. It's also Because Philippians uh, 4.13 is the next verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Yep. Yeah. Um. I guess because I always read that one or know that one, hear that one, and so yeah. you, that, these first two get overlooked a little, maybe. All right. So now that we know Paul has it all figured out, yeah. What can but we what learn it, from him, right? But what <laughs> do, what is he actually saying? He's saying I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. In other words, like I I've learned how to not be bored. <laughs> I think yeah. if we want to kind of yeah. carry our own our own words and our own verbiage into it. I know yeah. how to live with nothing or with everything. I know how to live with a really full schedule, a really empty one, full stomach, empty, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So All this right. is so the kind of tools for fight for battling tool. boredom. Um, did you catch what the one tool is? Being content. To be content. Another way of saying this might be um, practice contentedness. Yeah. Uh, I know your first, which maybe has a little bit of a different feel to it than be content. Well, like, well, I'm not content. We're like, well, right. okay, well, well let's then let's practice, practice contentedness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, yeah. So Drew, uh, I know this your first a, thought is here is going to be, right. So this is you. It means it might be kind of jokey. It might be a little tongue in cheek. So Lovely. don't butcher my joke. Okay. I know your first thought here is going to be, Drew, if I could be content, I wouldn't be bored. This is not helpful at all. And I'd have to agree with you a little, but this isn't my point. It's Paul's. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I think I butchered it. <laughs> you really did. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, so I'd let's consider it for a few didn't. minutes. All right. So this is, yeah. What does it really mean to be content? The word content is literally defined as being in a state of peaceful happiness. I'm not usually one to use like dictionary definitions yeah. in sermons, but I just thought they were super useful today. Yeah. The actual dictionary definition of content is being, being in a state of peaceful happiness. 
That's so good. Yeah, it That's is. exactly what it is. Anyways. Hmm. And then I said, you know, it seems yeah, to be synonymous with the word joy. Hmm. So when we talk Paul, about contentedness, yeah. you know, how do you fight boredom? When we talk about contentedness, we're talking about joy. joy. Being content is being joyful. It's the same. It's the same thing. Gratefulness. Yep. Yeah. Um, Paul is actually writing about the concept of joy in Philippians 4, where we have just pulled these verses from. To be content means the same thing as to have joy. Now, here's what this. Here's where this can get frustrating and exciting at the same time. I want to prepare you for what's next, okay? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> you and the listener. This genuinely is frustrating. Uh, This genuinely is a place in my own faith that I'm kind of wrestling with and working through right now and trying to understand. I've had conversations with people in the last couple of weeks about essentially this, the very nature of where this message is about to go. Like what's frustrating about this um, is actually frustrating to me. This is not just cutesy language. This is me saying... This is how God sees fit to do it, and it's. I'm still not super cool with it. Hmm. (laughs) Um, I'm still working on how I even can reconcile this. So anyways, the frustrating side of how to be content or or what contentedness actually is and how to fight boredom is this. Okay. Um, All of the writers of the scriptures and even the words of Jesus himself seem to indicate that that boredom or a lack of contentedness or lack of joy actually has nothing to do with all of the things we like to blame it on. The Bible is full to the brim of writers and prophets and teachers essentially saying the problem isn't the problem. The problem is how you're looking at the problem. Is that a good statement? The problem isn't the problem. The problem is how you're looking at the problem. You hear that duck? Uh, can I? The squeaky duck. Mm, yeah. Yeah. If you can hear it, your microphone probably can too. Okay. <laughs> There's a squeaky duck. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Is that frustrating? Well, the problem is boredom, right? So no, the problem no, isn't the problem, the problem isn't of boredom. being bored. It's not the bored. It's how I'm looking, how I'm viewing, how I'm feeling. And we're back. <laughs> All right. We were just at start, about to start talking about the frustrating aspect of this. The problem isn't the problem. The problem is how you're looking at the problem. So, no, I'm not saying boredom. The problem isn't boredom. Right, right. Oh, okay. The yeah, problem is that, said, you, that you are experiencing boredom because of how you're approaching, how you're looking at what you're currently doing. Any negative emotion, any lack of contentedness, lack of joy is not because of a bad circumstance. Right. It's because of how we're interpreting the circumstance that we're in. Now, again, this is not Drew saying, hey, everybody, quit it with this. This is, I'm telling you, I find this frustrating, but this is what the Bible says. This is the counsel of scripture, not me saying, suck it up and get over your, your struggles and your pains and your difficulties. This is me saying... I think that's what the Bible says, though. I do think that a lot of times whenever we say, God, will you change my circumstances so I can be happy? Mm-hmm. God will say, you can be happy. Yeah. And doesn't even address yeah. the circumstance. <laughs> yeah. 
so and, and then I have some examples of that if you want to read on. Okay. So you, I had a conversation with a friend this past week about the feelings of frustration that accompany our present struggles as a nation and a people at the moment. It can feel like God has abandoned us to do this all on our own. This is not something the Bible is silent about. In Psalms 142, it says, I cry out, I cry aloud to the Lord. I lift up my voice to the Lord for mercy. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. In the path where I walk, people have hidden a snare for me. Look and see, there is no one at my right hand. No one is concerned for me. I have no refuge. No one cares for my life. I cry to you, Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Set me free from my prison, that I may praise your name. Then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. Did you hear that? And it doesn't end with the writer saying, and then God fixed everything. It ends there with the psalmist saying, please send help so I can be happy again. The writer here may not appear to be bored, but he's definitely not living in joy. The point I'm trying to make here is that we tend to think of God as the solution to our problems when the scriptures don't always depict God as one who solves our problems. Sometimes God doesn't respond to things in the ways we wished he would. What do you think? That paragraph sounded harsher than I would have hoped for. But I think it's, I don't know. What do you think? Sometimes the scriptures, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is sometimes the scriptures don't really depict God as the solver of problems. Right. Sometimes he's just the one who hears you talking about them. Hmm. I mean, whoever's writing this psalm doesn't get God answering back and saying, yeah, 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 yeah. you're good. Right. I'll take care of so you. So this is where it ends in Psalms 142. That's the end of that's the psalm. the end of the... Yeah. It doesn't continue in Psalm 143. This is just, that's the whole poem. Like, things aren't good, and God, please make them better. And we want want resolution. We want God to show up and do it. We want to believe that he does. And we even teach people that that's what. Yeah. That that's what happens. Yeah. That that's what's next. That that's how this works. Yet we have the entirety of Scripture standing somewhat opposed to that. Do you have any thoughts on it? I think I have a few more things to say in the next paragraph. I think if we could start teaching (laughs) that there isn't always always a resolve to what we ask for, (laughs) then maybe we would be happier, more content as people. Because for me, I I think I I was under the impression and the assumption that... uh, that God would resolve things and God would not that I was taught that if I were a Christian, then everything would be peachy keen. It's not that, but I don't know. I think if we can understand, if we can understand that, like what you were saying, it's not how it's the problem. Isn't the problem. (laughs) It is how we're looking at the problem. It's, it's our mindset. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I think, I mean, that that's... I mean, you're right. It does sound that's a little one harsh, part of it. I guess. That's especially one... looking at this scripture. Like, yeah. he is clearly, this person is clearly in pain and needing rescued. One one half of this for me is the problem is not the problem. Yeah. The other half of it, though, and the thing that I'm trying to address with this section here is to say, God is probably not the solution in the way that you might think or the way that you might have been taught to think or the way that God may not actually set himself into your story in the way that you wish he would. Right. I mean, the next statement that I had here is the frustrating lesson of the scriptures for how to be content is that you need to change your expectations of God. I mean, I that's what we're kind of getting at. Mm. It's not really a matter of why God, why won't God right. do what I, I want him to do? The issue is more like, well, why do you expect him to do what he never said he would do? And what, Psalm 142, what, I mean, I don't know how many times I found myself frustrated with God not doing what I think he should do. So I go to the Bible, I find promises to declare, right? Yeah. Right. That, that I could quote, and those will contractually obligate God to do what I want God to do, right? Mm-hmm. And what I find instead of these promises that I thought were there for whatever reason, that I wish were there for whatever reason, instead, I find person after person after person doing the same things to no avail. <laughs> they, mm. I find person after person going to God and saying, you have to do something, God. Right. And then writing about their frustrations when God doesn't do what they think he should do. I mean, the Israelites, they wait for redemption that constantly they, they fear isn't coming. Yeah, Moses sets the people free and they march over. And then guess what? Then they're taken captive again. Yeah. And then they're set free again and David becomes a king and you know wonderful you know it's many many years transpire and lots of lots of redemptions in there and and then <laughs> taken captive once again and then then you have the prophets and you have this time where they're waiting for Jesus and Jesus shows up and people are thrilled and then he dies. And he actually cries out on the cross, "God, God, why have you forsaken? You get what I'm Yeah, I think so. I'm just saying we have an expectation of God that I don't know where we got it. Hmm. And part of our boredom, part of our lack of contentedness, part of our lack of joy, part of our lack of gratitude maybe comes from this misunderstanding. Okay. Not sure I'm completely tracking, but... Okay. I do, I see where you're coming from a little bit, yeah. I guess I'm just not tracking um, with how it relates to being bored. Yeah, I think I see that. I'm wondering if the, if if trying to be cute and keep the word boredom involved is problematic. Okay, maybe I'm just... Yeah, yeah because I'm thinking that in my head, boredom Are we is talking more about being content than I guess more. Well, than yeah, but that's the dictionary definition of boredom. Yeah, is a lack of contentedness. So I was just trying to keep keep with the flow and use the verbiage. But I know sometimes that you know we end up being. Cute I have at such the a small, I guess maybe a small uh, 
view or definition of what boredom means in my head. It's hard for me to, like... You're picturing twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, right. Not weeping in a corner because your enemies have... Right, I wouldn't consider that being bored. Yeah. Um, I don't suppose I would either. I think boredom is more... The reason I would want to use the word boredom and the reason I wanted to use this conceptually, I mean, just partially because of the the state that we're in, uh, in 2020, like Mm -hmm. all of the, we're all feeling more bored than ever, but also because I think for lower middle, 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 upper middle class um, Americans, at this particular juncture in history, our level of persecution and suffering and difficulty and all of that is a little, I don't think we experience things in the same ways that they're depicted in the scriptures. We, we read Psalm 142 yeah. and we have a hard time really relating very much. Yeah, definitely. Um, just because it's, it doesn't really ring very true for us. Um, what we do experience is depression, yeah. anxiety. What we do experience is really, really good days where everything goes right and right. everything, and we're still sad. Yeah, yeah. What we do experience are getting into our dream job, our dream experiences, our dream hopes for things, and the and to find ourselves bored. Yeah doing our dream job and so that's why the word it's almost like the word has less grit to it and that's what i found appealing about it but it also makes it a little bit unclear Hmm. okay um so yes i'm talking about a lack of contentedness i'm talking about a lack of joy okay um but i'm using the word bored to do it and i'm seeing why that's an issue yeah it might be just a little bit it is for me it might not be for everybody else but Okay. Can you take a look at this paragraph that I just read okay. and see what you think about it? See if it should be... Con- it, it, we'll, we'll wrap up here in just a minute. Okay. Uh, the frustrating lesson of the scriptures for how to be content is to change your expe- expectations of God. I would... Uh, yeah, that is frustrating. Um, I don't know how many times I found myself frustrated... And angry with God for not doing what I think he should do. And so I go to the Bible to find the promises I can declare mm, that. Contractually obligate. Yeah, I got a little typo there. Oh, okay. That contractually obligate God to do what I want. Um, yeah, that is so. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And what I find instead are person after person after person doing the same things to no avail. The Israelites wait for redemption that constantly fear isn't ever coming. The Psalms are full of poems of disappointment. Jesus shows up and people are thrilled and then he dies and actually cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then basically everyone who follows Jesus dies a violent, untimely death. And they all declare God's faithfulness in their own joy all the way. Almost like who, what kind of life are you living? Like who lives life like that? (laughs) Like who goes through these things and still declares joy and. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. Like the scriptures that we want to turn to and look for some sort of prosperity gospel. Yeah. Like 
this is where I go to tell God that he should fix my money problem. And what you find are people dying because they chose to follow God. Mm-hmm. And I know you don't like it whenever I go down that road and talk about those things in the gospel, but I, just, I don't know what else we talk about in the New Testament. You know what I mean? I don't know how we talk about Paul and we quote him from Psalm four or um, from Philippians 4 without also mentioning, by the way, he had his head cut off pretty shortly after he wrote this yeah. down. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the, that's the frustration. Yeah. So the bottom line concerning boredom, anger, frustration, disappointment seems to be that true joy doesn't need to be on the top all the time. It can find plenty to work with right here. That's hmm. what I think the scriptures tell. And when we get disappointed with God for not doing what God was supposed to do, I think we have scriptures that are full of, I mean, God essentially saying, whoever said I was going to do that? Yeah. I mean, Paul is saying, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. He's saying, you're going to find peace that passes understanding from a prison cell murdered shortly after he's saying that he's saying you you want a god who will change your circumstances because he changed his expectations of god because he changed well maybe he didn't have to to change his yeah i think as as westerners two thousand years removed from this stuff i think we have to change some expectations of god and come back and like and i know that that could make god feel small Hmm. that's a concern it's like well can't he change my circumstances I absolutely think he can. I just, I think he wants to do something bigger than that. I think he wants to teach us how to have true joy, which doesn't need to be on the top all the time. It can find plenty to work with right here. Do you remember, this reminds me of a lady that we um, pastored in St. Louis. Um, She had two sons and one of them was... Um, I think he had cerebral palsy, maybe. Uh, he was, anyways, he was special needs. And so she, and then she had another son who was older than that. Um, and anyways, her special needs son passed away. And then like not long after that, her, um, older son committed suicide and then her husband died. So she had three yeah, I'm vaguely remembering okay. her. Okay. Well, anyways, she I had had lunch with her or coffee with her or something, and she was so joyful. Like she was just like I mean, obviously she missed them and was sad about everything that had happened, but I just remember walking away thinking if we ever do a conference or anything like that, she is going if I could get her to talk yeah. to everyone. Um because yeah. her story is incredible. She I mean the hand she had been dealt, but she somehow still had a peace and a joy that was like how is that even possible? It passes understanding. Yeah. I mean that's it. Paul writing that that's it. I mean yeah. Paul I don't think Paul has experienced anything like that. But he is right. in a prison cell saying peace that passes understanding. Yeah. And she was like telling me about the good things of life like yeah. I, I don't know like Yeah. It was what just, she has to be grateful for. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. Anyways. Well, okay. And here, here's the flip I have, Megan. So 
much of this is the frustration. Um, most, much of this is me saying this is the frustrating side of this is that like God might not actually change your circumstances in the ways that you think he should. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't really seem to be a thing that, that the scriptures would indicate that God necessarily always does certainly that he, that he has. But I think there's actually something good to be found in that, that he's basically saying, yeah, but, but joy isn't circumstantial. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I could give you everything you ever asked for and you might still be sad and bored right. and upset about it. That's the lesson I think we probably need to learn the most in our current states. Yeah. And most of the people not that the I know are doing we pretty well. Yeah. It's not really a matter of like, I'm not content because I don't have my daily needs met. It's yeah. like, I'm not content because I got everything I could have ever dreamed of having and I'm still not fulfilled. Right. Um, yeah. So the other side. Yeah, which leads us into the exciting side of this joy. Uh, Joy doesn't need a change of scenery or circumstances or anything else that may be out of your control. It only needs a shift in your perspective. Um, That means that if if I feel bored or defeated or bothered or broken or done with the way things are right now, that you don't have to wait for anything to change in order to find joy and peace right where you are. You can see everything change and nothing has to change. That's the sort of second statement is everything can change and, and nothing, nothing has to change. Yeah. And I it's think that's exciting. It's just a matter of perspective. Yeah. I mean, if I were preaching this on a Sunday morning, I would say something like the really good news You would about like this, shout it? like No, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. Oh. I wouldn't. I have a microphone. Oh. I don't have to shout. Well, I didn't know if it would be like one of those. And everything can change, but nothing has to change. Like <laughs> no, that. Oh. this is the thing where I would say, <laughs> here's the great, the best news of all. You can walk out of this room right now to all of the circumstances that you had when you walked into this room, mm-hmm. but you could be different. Yeah. And that's the exciting thing. Yeah, like You it can is. look at them differently. Yeah. The exciting thing for me is that this means that everything in your life can actually get better right here, right now. And nothing that's outside of your control has to change. So we don't have to sit around waiting for like, I can't wait to be happy. And I will be as soon as I get this raise, but I can't make that raise happen. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to be happy. And I will be just as soon as my well, just the, the COVID-19 phrase, I can't test wait comes to be negative. happy. Yeah. I can't wait to be happy. That phrase is taken out of our You verbiage. can't wait to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Is that what you would scream? Yeah. If you That's were preaching on Sunday. You can't wait to be happy. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, you've given me some stuff to work with here. I see. I think there might be a, a few spots for some fixing. I see where this is bogged down a little bit with my own um faith crises <laughs> if you will um but i do think the frustration and the excitement both have to be addressed we have to say this is frustrating yeah because god doesn't change the circumstances the way that we want him to right. that whole like his it ways are not our ways yeah, his yeah. thoughts are not our thoughts higher than our thoughts right, are. that right. that phrase is used as an encouragement it's mm-hmm. not encouraging it's frustrating it, I mean, it, it can well, be... Well, to you it is. Well, yeah. Yeah, I find it frustrating. Like, why wouldn't God fix it the way that it needs fixed as far as I'm concerned? Mm-hmm. But um, the reality is that 
I think yeah, that verse cons- is used in like if someone dies. That yeah. verse is used a lot. I feel like. Yeah. But. Hmm. All well, right. Did you prepare a sign off? Oh. No, I forgot. <sighs> my, my, my. I feel like it has to have the word peace in it. Like pieces and. I don't know. Reese's. Yeah. I really will come up with something for next week. I seriously doubt it. I will. I'm going to I'm going to go think about it now. Thank you so much for listening, dear friends. Uh, we would love it if you would subscribe to this so you get it every week. We would love to see you at one of our gatherings if you can. And if you are listening from afar, we go live uh, on tape uh, oh, on okay, on say. Sunday mornings. We, we actually put our message, this message comes to full fruition at 10 a.m. at Risen Online. Yes. Dot us uh, on Sunday mornings. And then it is available at risenchurch.us slash message after Sunday morning all week long if you want to listen anytime and actually see uh me working through it with a crowd there after we've kind of sorted it out here see what gets changed what gets manipulated what grows uh what ways megan made this better uh yeah oh true that's it also share this with a friend or two let let some risen church people know that they might be missing out on the best podcast the internet has about the other day sign off <laughs>